The Braves take game one, the Astros come back with a game two win, and now the series heads to Atlanta. We'll catch you up on the baseball postseason and the World Series coming up here on Total Bases. All right, welcome to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hills, 101.7 FM. Today is Friday, October 29th, and I am Mark Marino here with Dom Pastrito. So, as we mentioned, the World Series taking place, Astros, Braves, and the first two games were in Houston, and the Braves really took care of business in game one with yeah, a 6-2 I mean, win over the Astros. Yeah, Jorge Soler had the first ever leadoff home mm-hmm. run in the world. I mean, the first at-bat of the World Series was a home run. Yeah, I kind of, I'm shocked that that's never happened before. But Yeah, but... I guess the effort is for most of baseball history where, like, not power hitters. Yeah, I really don't, yeah. like, agree with Brian Snicker's decision to lead off with Jorge Soler. I don't oh. really know why he does that. But the thing is, everyone on their team is kind of a slugger. I mean, you think Albie, you know, he's got some speed, maybe Swanson, but, I mean, even those guys, they're kind of sluggers. They I mean, got the briefs is that Freeman and Riley, you probably want them in the middle of the order, and everyone else, no, they don't have another, like, high on base guy on the team. It's just power, power throughout the lineup. That's true, but I really think your leadoff hitter has got to have at least some speed and is a guy who, you know, sees a lot of pitches, kind of sets the table, gets a lot of singles and stuff, and I think Albie, both Albies and Swanson, even though they are somewhat sluggers, I think they're still both way better leadoff hitters than Jorge Soler. But, anyway... Yeah, or Rosario, who's... I guess he's got a bit of speed. Yeah. I think he has good sprint speed, although he doesn't really ever steal bases. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Braves took game one, and then the Astros came back and looked pretty dominant uh, in game two. It kind of, like, flipped how like how good they were like the Astros were about as good as the Braves were in game one and the Braves didn't really yeah. and I was surprised because Max Freed really did not perform well and he's been really good in this postseason and so yeah. I was surprised that he didn't perform well uh in game in game two I mean it was just not a great start by Max Freed like, at all oh and then yeah. the other big piece of news was that in game one Charlie Morton uh, was injured and out of the game, and he's out for the rest of the World Series. So they, the Braves will not have Charlie Morton um, for the rest of the World Series. How 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 much do you think this affects them? I think, I think that's obviously a pretty huge loss. I think the Astros would have been better suited, and they have succeeded in overcoming pitcher injuries this playoffs. Obviously, McCullers is still injured, and I think that they are much better equipped to deal with that. The Braves are really going to struggle to replace Morton yeah, I mean, really, they had been riding Morton, Morton, Freed, and Anderson, and now really, like, Freed, Freed, Anderson, and who else now? Like, I think that Wright will probably be in the mix. I think they bullpened it in Game 4 against the Dodgers, so they didn't even have a Game 4 starter. That kind of shows you how thin their starting pitching is. And now without Morton... Who is definitely their best starting pitcher this postseason. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a huge loss. It's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Freed's been pretty good, and we'll kind of talk about his start later. I feel like... I don't think he pitched that badly. I still really have confidence in him. But um, Morton is just a huge loss. To me, the Braves, they're kind of built for the postseason. If you look at their pitching staff, they've got a, you've got three good starters and they've got a few really good relievers. They've got those three lefties, Minter, Smith, and Matzik. They've also got Jesse Chavez. And that's a pretty solid you know group of relievers. But They also have Luke Jackson. Who... Yeah, so the bullpen is pretty good, but... I mean, I don't think that they have the pitching depth to, you know, go games three and four. Yeah. Just kind of relieve it. You can They can bullpen it for one day. Yeah, no one can bullpen got... it two days in a row. Yeah, like, okay, now yeah. you have an off day, and now you have three games in a row. So, 
potentially game five, maybe you can go with Freed on three days rest. Anderson's obviously going to pitch game three, but really you do not have a game four starter. So that's going to have to be a bullpen Yeah, I day. meant to say games four and five since Anderson's game three. Yeah, uh-huh. so game, game there, four There won't be any reason to pitch Freed on short rest to game five unless um, Snicker has a David Roberts moment. He's like, let's, I'll, I'll pitch a guy on short rest instead of regular rest, although maybe let's not get into that like with him pitching Bueller and short resting game six, but... Well, I mean, I did want to talk about a little uh, how the Braves beat the Dodgers in this NLCS to get to the World Series. Um, They beat them in six games. They were up 3-1 just like last year, and the Dodgers kind of had a dominant performance in game five in L.A. Go back to Atlanta, and the Braves beat them. I thought the Dodgers had some missed opportunities, and I really did not like the pitching decisions, really all postseason for Dave Roberts. I, I think... It, the Dodgers did have a lot of injuries. I mean, Max Muncy was already a huge loss, losing him on the first last day of the season. And then throughout the playoffs, they lost Joe Kelly. They lost, um, they yeah, they lost Joe Kelly. Scherzer. They lost was, Scherzer, who was had arm fatigue. He should have so been pitching game six if he wasn't injured. Yeah, so they really had a lot of injuries. However, the thing about Scherzer is that it seems like his injury is very it wasn't like, you know, he had this, like, knee injury or something. It seemed that it was very related to his pitching. And, you know, they had him pitch the ninth inning in Game 5. I kind of I kind of understand that you've got to go all out to win Game 5. I mean, I already talked about on the last show how I really didn't like that decision. And I think they—I really didn't like the way they used Urias either. I thought they just should have used him as a normal starter. They shouldn't have brought him in from the bullpen. They should not have opened and then brought him in. I really just thought they should have used him as a normal starter. And— Here's the thing with the whole... Uh, I, I agree with that, and i also say I, th- I think that Kenley Jansen probably should have pitched more in the Game 5 against the Giants. They should have found a way to get him to pitch multiple innings. I believe he only pitched one inning in that game. Yeah, or they had Joe Kelly, who was fully rested. They could have closed him out, closed it yeah, out with uh, him, who had a very good year mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, um, I think it's like, even if even if you're completely selling out to win Game 5 or are not worried about the next series against the Braves, I still don't know if Scherzer's the right choice there. Like, we saw what happened with um, McClanahan with the Rays. He came in in an unusual situation, you know, short rest out of the bullpen, and he was horrible, and he'd been on a dominant run before that before that appearance. Yeah, because this is the thing. In the playoffs, all these managers are using these pitchers in a way that they're not used to being used. Mm-hmm. And so if on, if you're pitching every four days for the whole for 162 games, like 30 starts, and that's just your schedule— and that gets completely messed up, and you're expected to perform the exact same way you did in the regular season and the postseason, that's not a recipe for success. And I don't, I didn't like the way Dave Roberts used his bullpen yeah, all and postseason. I also feel like he, he just, he didn't leave Scherzer and Bueller in their starts. Yeah, so enough. here's the thing, like, starting pitchers... Especially Bueller, who... Yeah, I mean, like, Max Scherzer and Walker Bueller are probably both in the top five best pitchers, best starting pitchers in all of baseball. Probably. And... I mean, you arguably top three. These are like elite starting pitchers. And here's the thing with Dave Roberts is he overmanaged the bullpen. I think he brought in too many guys for certain matchups. And this is the whole thing with analytics. It treats humans, human baseball players, as if they're robots. And because a certain guy did had a certain amount of hits against a certain pitcher means that he's not going to get a hit in this certain situation. But that's literally just based on, you know, past experience, a, a past performances of the hitter or the pitcher who could have completely changed by then. If a pitcher's going strong, it doesn't matter how many pitches he has. It doesn't matter if the matchup's not quite right. If he's going strong, leave him in there until 
he's out of gas. I mean, like, I really did not like the decision. I think Dave Roberts totally overmanaged the bullpen. I really, although I, I think, I really didn't like the way he, he, over, he overmanaged the bullpen. I think he would agree with me there. Yeah. But I think another key thing for the Dodgers is I don't think their pinch hitters did, like, anything. I mean, they had to make some pretty tough pinch hitting decisions to pinch hit the pitcher spot. And all the pinch hitters did was do exactly what a pitcher would have done, strike out, like, every single time. Their pinch hitters were terrible. However, I, I, I don't, he wasn't purely taking his pitchers out to pinch hit. It wasn't, he was taking guys out mid-inning, which was never for pinch hitting purposes. So, well, yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's no, I agree yeah. with that. But I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of getting the automatic out there and putting in a hitter, any hitter, even, like, a, a below-average hitter is vastly superior to pretty much any pitcher. Well, I agree with you, but I think part of – I'm not saying this is Dave Roberts' poor yeah. decision. I'm saying part of the reason the Dodgers weren't so good is because their pinch hitters did not perform well yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. And the Braves had some pretty good pinch hitting moments, Yeah, the especially Braves. with Jock Peterson and especially uh, – Andrianza. Yeah, in game six, Andrianza had that double, which led to the Freeman – or not the – Rosario three-run yeah. homer, which was basically the deciding factor in game six. So, yeah, I mean, the Braves really, they had the least wins of all the teams going into this postseason. And they had 88 wins. Of all the teams in the postseason, they had the least. And they mean, they just got really hot. I mean, they had they were at 500 on August 6th. But basically ever since then, um, Alex, Alex Anthopoulos, the general manager, you have to give him credit for getting a lot, I mean, a lot of pieces at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he realized, if I want to make the playoffs, I could have to make a lot of changes. And I think that's something that, you know, teams should learn from. Like, if you're at the deadline and you're expected to win, don't just do nothing. you gotta, you got to make moves. And that's exactly what Alex Anthopoulos did. And as a result, this Braves team is the hottest team, has been the hottest team in baseball ever since the trade deadline, really. I mean, they've been on fire ever since August 6th. And yeah. they, they just roll into the playoffs really hot. They beat the Brewers. They beat the Dodgers. And now here they are in the World Series tied 1-1 against the Astros. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with most of what you say. However, they were playing in an extremely weak division, especially when the Marlins treated Starling Marte and the Nationals treated Turner and Scherzer. Those teams just gave up and got even worse. They weren't, weren't that good to begin with. No, I, I agree Mets with that. The Mets just had a classic Mets meltdown over the last couple of months, so... I agree with that, yeah. yeah. There was a lot of things that worked in their favor. No, and I agree I, with that, but I, I, I definitely... Like I'm, not, I'm not trying to take credit away from them. They obviously have had a great run. A lot of great moves. It was very bold of Anthopolis to go out and make all these moves. And obviously they worked out. Rosario's on an unbelievable run this playoffs. So Larry's really contributed Duvall to... Jock Peterson. Yeah, Peterson's been great in the playoffs. Yes, yeah, so... These I mean, moves have all really worked out. However... I just feel like the World Series is really shifting in favor of the Astros. There's yeah, more an I, injury. I don't see the Braves overcoming it. And I think yeah. the Astros pitching, I think, is going to be able to cool down the Braves' back. Yeah, I mean, we saw I, in game two. I, I agree with you. Continue. I definitely agree with you there. I think the Astros will win the World Series, unfortunately. But um, I, I hope they don't. And I don't know. This Braves team is pretty hot, though, especially their offense. And... Um, I think the Astros, so if you talk about, we just talked about the, how the Braves kind of got here to the playoffs. The Astros had another easy division win because their division stinks like it has for the last 10 years, basically, mm-hmm. right? Um. Well, the division was, according to records, the Mariners and A's are pretty good. However, if you look at the run differentials, they really yeah, The run differential is ridiculous. The, so Angels... the, the Astros definitely 
kind of padded their own run differential, which was right there with the Rays and the Dodgers for the best in baseball. Yeah. It was definitely kind of padded due to their. Yeah, division. the Mariners and A's were solid. They weren't yeah, that great. The Angels, the Angels were horrible despite, mm-hmm. you know, apparently the greatest player in baseball, Shohei Otani. Despite his contributions, the Angels were still yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, and the Rangers. Of yes, course, yes. the Rangers were terrible. So I think they had a pretty easy division. Yeah, it wasn't like they were playing in the AL East. Okay, and then you play the White yeah. Sox, who were in the easiest division in all of baseball. The White Sox had a losing record against teams that were over 500. I mean, the LA Sox just beat up on their division mm-hmm. that was all under 500. Every single other team in that division was under 500. And then they play a real team. No wonder they get beat. Yeah, the Astros actually destroyed the White Sox in a four-game series in Houston yeah, in I the mean, regular season. I mean, I, it seems every year that the Astros end up in the ALCS, which they have for the last five years, or the World Series, it seems like their path there was just really easy. Yeah, that, that does seem to have been the case a lot. However, I will say that you still got to give them a good amount of credit. I just think if you watch them play, they're really good at getting turning every opportunity into runs. And yeah. they, don't, they, don't, they don't look on paper like the most intimidating lineup, but yeah, I think they're right up there with the Rays for the most runs in yeah, and, and now everyone's saying, like, oh, look at the Astros. They're in the World Series again. Like, I guess this cheating in 2017 wasn't really anything. Well, here's what I have to say to that, okay? First of all, everyone refers to it as the cheating in 2017, and it's pretty obvious that they were cheating in both 2018 and 2019. Yeah, it's hard to explain how Bregman has fallen off the face of the earth if okay. they weren't cheating in 2019. Now, I will say this, okay? There were a lot of players on the 2017 to 2019 teams that are not on the team anymore and were and are, have been terrible ever yeah. since they were on this. Marlon Gonzalez had a really good 2017. He is a horrible really not worthy of being in the majors Mar- Marlon Gonzalez, Josh Reddick, Josh Reddick as a Robin, backup outfitter on the Dynamics. Robinson Chirinos. I mean, yeah. all these guys. in yeah. Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve have not been as good, yeah. although I still think they are pretty solid hitters. Um, Alex Bregman has been terrible ever since he wasn't allowed to know what pitches are coming. Um, and, and then, actually, and then the, the best guys, players and are guys who weren't on yeah, that I mean, team. look. <laughs> Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker are two of their best players offensively. Probably their two best. Yeah, probably their yeah. two best players. They weren't on the, the, the era of cheating teams. so They're a better team all the way around than in 2017. So this is a different team than it was in the 2017 to 2019 years. So I don't think they were—I don't think this proves that they're worthy of any World Series title or playoff shirts. I think this just proves that they have different players and that the players on those teams were benefiting a lot from cheating— in that it, since both the ALCS and the World Series came to seven games and they won both of them, I don't think they would have won either the ALCS or the World Series if they didn't know what pitches are coming. Yeah, so, I, I agree pretty much with what you're saying. I will say that they it's really hard to say they wouldn't have won a division in 2017 since it was a horrible division that year. Like, the Angels were second place. But they would, I, know, I, don't th- I don't think they would have beat the Yankees. I, I think it's hard to say, but the Yankees didn't score a lot of a lot of runs in their pro losses. So like it's hard to say that the Astros wouldn't have. They they won two one in game two. It's hard to say that they don't score two runs. I do think that they the definitely Yankees lose lost, the World Series. The Yankees lost all their games at home. The Astros, yeah, where the Astros true, were the, cheating. Yeah, it's it's obvious that the Astros. I mean, it seems like they were worse, quite a bit worse on the road than at home. That I mean, playoffs. The Yankees pitching was incredible. Mm-hmm. If you if if they now if you now look back and say oh the Astros knew what pitches were coming and the Yankees still held them to what they had, mm-hmm. I mean that's pretty impressive for the Yankees pitchers. Yeah, I think the Red Sox have maybe a bit of a beef too in the division series. I think the Dodgers, to me, the Dodgers, 
definitely win that series if the Astros aren't cheating. I mean, 13-12 in Game 5, and then also Game 2, although it was on the road. Yeah. I, I believe the Astros so, have cheated home on, on so the road. So for all these people out there who say, oh, the Astros have proved themselves, no, they just got a different—they essentially have— they, I mean, more than half the players on from the 2017-2019 teams are not on that team anymore. It's, it's, it's hard to remember it, but I mean, yeah, I Lauren think Gonzalez, Josh Reddick were big parts of that 2017 Astros. As was Robinson Chirinos. I think he was a I mean, bit later. That I mean, was yeah, McCann was, was their catcher and Gaddis. I mean, he was 18 yeah. and 19, but yeah, I mean, same, it's pretty obvious. That pretty they, much the same thing. I mean, in, uh. I think it's ridiculous just to only refer to it as 2017 because, yes, that's the only time we had technical proof, but I mean— a lot of teams that played the Astros in 2017, in 2018 and 2019, s- said they knew they were cheating. Well, the we know they were cheating in 2018. The Nationals uh-huh. said they were they yeah. knew they were being cheated on in the, in the 2019 World Series. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just ridiculous to say that they only cheated in 2017. So anyway, I I mean, yeah, I'm saying now the Astros here in 2021, I think it's legit. I don't think they're cheating at all, but. I'm just saying they haven't proved anything because their 2017 to 2019 teams were completely different. And just kind of another whole side of this, which I feel like people haven't talked about a lot, which is Astros pitching. And I feel like people talk a lot about their hitting, but their pitching is just as good as their hitting. Their pitching is really good. And they've done it without Verlander, who was like their big ace. They obviously lost Cole two years ago. And now they've lost McCullers, and they're still really getting it done with their pitching. All these young guys have really just stepped up and been really good. Framble Valdez. Christian Javier. Javier's pitching in the bullpen right now. But he has been good out of the bullpen. Yeah. Um, and Luis Garcia, he's been yeah. incredible. I think so, we'll probably see Javier in game four, maybe pitch, you know, maybe like three innings. Yeah, he might, so he what, might start, he might not. Um, yeah, they still got Grinky. Urquidy's been good. He really was impressive in game two. Yes, yeah, so... Uh-huh. So now that we've kind of talked about, you know, both these teams' paths to the World Series, uh, tied 1-1, going into Game 3 in Atlanta, what what are your predictions for this game and then the rest of the World Series? Who's winning? How many games is it going? I, don't know, I have a pretty hard time picking against the Astros at this point. I feel like I could easily... I understand that the series is in Atlanta, but I feel like Game 4, to me, is a major edge to the Astros. They've just got so much more pitching depth. The Braves are going to... In Games 4 and 5, I think the Astros could pretty easily win both those games and then they'd have to win one out of two at home i think they easily do you're that. saying the braves win game three i i think i'd give the braves game three probably so you're saying astros and six i feel like astros and six i could see the astros maybe even you know losing two out of three in atlanta i still would give them a very good shot at winning game six and seven but i would go with astros and six yeah i think so Here's what I'm going to say. I, I, this is going to be pretty bold. I'm going to say Atlanta in five, and here's why. Because they are undefeated at home this postseason. I mean, they have just been dominant at home. I mean, they've they've rallied. They've come back. They've walked it off. I mean, they've really been incredible at home offensively and pitching-wise. I think I do agree with the pitching weakness, but, I mean, their bullpen's been so good. I think they can— with how good their offense has been at home this year, I think they can handle a bullpen game because their bullpen's been really good. I think Ian Anderson's going to perform well. Um, so if I think if the Braves are going to win it, they're going to win it. They're going to win the next three games. They're going to win it in five. So I'm going to say that for now. But I do agree with you that the if it goes to Houston, I think the Astros are winning the World Series. So that's that's kind of my that's kind of my predictions for this. Mm-hmm. So. 
yeah, tomorrow or tonight actually, game three, Ian Anderson going up against um, Luis Garcia, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and then, um, yeah, so Jordan Alvarez winning MVP for the ALCS, Eddie Rosario winning it for the NLCS. Both uh, Eddie Rosario has actually been really good in game, both games one and two, so mm-hmm. he stayed hot, which is surprising because, I mean, he was really not very good on the Indians this year, and he mm-hmm. he had a few solid years in the Twins, but he's never really been this good before. I mean, he's really hot right now. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really think this, this Atlanta offense, you know, with all these power hitters, they have Duvall, Riley, Freeman, Soler. I mean, I really think this can they can perform really well. Uh, especially at home, like they have been doing all all postseason. I mean, they've re- been really incredible this postseason yeah. at home. I just think the Astros are really going to score a lot of runs in games four and five. The Astros can definitely put up some crooked numbers. I feel I mean, like how do you how do you think Ian Anderson's going to perform? I, I feel like he'll probably be pretty good. And I do think that if the series gets to game six, that I believe Max Fried can pitch well. And then Game 7, Ian Anderson maybe could come back. But I just think Games 4 and 5, the Astros are going to score a lot of runs. The Braves pitching and bullpen will be worn out and I think will be less effective. Um, yeah, the I think Astros... the Astros have good pinch hitters. You know, guys like McCormick that come off the bench and hit. He probably won't be playing since outfield is going to be Brantley and left, Tucker and center Alvarez and right. That could bring up some defensive issues. And yeah, that's that an could. advantage to the Braves. It's definitely a big advantage. Yeah, the DH, um, yeah. having no DH in the NL parks could advantage the Braves but for sure. They, they won't be facing the – this isn't the Brewers' offense. The Astros are much deeper than the Brewers' offense, obviously. Yeah, I, I agree with all you. Around, I so, agree with yeah. you there, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I think I'm just going to go bold, say Atlanta in five, but I could definitely see why you're saying the Astros are going to win in six. All right, so that's going to wrap up for today. Until basis is we're out of time, but we'll be back again soon, hopefully, with – more baseball talk, more World Series talk here until the bases on Radio Feed Delta 101.7 FM.